Hi everyone, this is Anna Brandt, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about competing over style and not price. I asked some photographers in a Facebook group that we have to give me some topics on podcasts. So I will be recording all new podcasts over the upcoming weeks, and this was one of the topics that came through. I think it's a really good topic because quite often in marketing, I tell people that it's not really how good you are, but who you are. And that doesn't mean that if you're not good, um, you don't have the right to market. It's, it's actually opposite of that, meaning you should be marketing regardless of how good you think you are or how others perceive you because marketing is getting your name out there. However, with that being said, some people will say, well, I'm marketing, 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 and I'm still not getting anyone to pay for my sessions. Then I have to say, you have to look at your work. It may not be the price, it may be the work. And so the challenge is always, it's so personal, your work, right? You want to do the best that you can and you're trying to come up with a style that is true to you. But if you're new, you don't know what that style is. You're just trying to get the light right and to get the baby to sleep. And so in the beginning, it's kind of a mess. Well, the good news is it's that way for everybody, myself included. I look at my early work, I was a mess. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to get the light right and the baby to sleep. I didn't have a defined style. I didn't really know kind of what my brand was or who I was. I was just somebody who turned pro, decided I was gonna be a professional photographer and wanted to get paid doing it and that's it. And you know, people start so many different ways. Some people will do what I did where I ended up quitting my day job and just going pro, but I had been amateur for 10 years and it was just a turning point in my life that I decided. Other people will start taking pictures uh, as a hobby, they've had a new baby and then realize after the compliments start coming in that, hey, maybe I could make some money doing this. And next thing you know, you throw yourself into a business. Other people stay a hobbyist for a long time for so many reasons. Maybe you can't afford to quit your day job. Your day job. Maybe you can't afford to go without medical insurance, which is really hard to do when you're self-employed. And you know, maybe there's just so many reasons why you're doing this as a hobby, and that's okay. You know. I always tell people that if you're going to say it's a hobby and keep it as a hobby, stay there and don't expect anything more. Stay as a hobbyist. But if you are now a professional and you want people to pick up the phone and call you, you want it to be because of your work and not about the price, right? So how do you get there? Well, it's, it's, it takes time. It's nothing immediate. Unless the only time it comes quicker than most is if you have a very defined style that you found early on. And that does happen. It's rare, but it does happen. You can see photographers out there that are new to the scene, but when they came on board, they had a very defined style. For some reason, they just picked, on, picked up on something, whether it's maternity or newborn or children. They just had a way of shooting that resonated with who they were. It was very focused, quite often narrow, meaning they're not doing a lot of things, they're just focusing on something. So let's take an example. Let's say there's a photographer who shoots children with a very, very shallow depth of field. So everything's blurry in the background and the focus is just on that child. And their work is always like that. That's their defined style. That's what they like, that's what they do, that's what they share. And you don't see anything else. There are people that can come on the scene with that new defined style. So when people call them, 
because it may be a unique style versus people in that area, when people call, they may be calling for that style. Not necessarily caring too much about the price, although if people can afford it, then they will pay it in most cases. Um, and so that's an advantage. So if you're one of those photographers that you have that, that's great. Now, sometimes people have it, but when the phone isn't ringing fast enough, you start doing other things and then that defined style gets diluted. And that's where the trickiness comes. When I started, I wanted to specialize in maternity and newborn and hardly anybody was specializing in this at the time. I knew one other photographer in California and the style at that time was film, so it was very classic black and white. And I had studied Ansel Adams and a lot of Ann Geddes's early work. And so that was kind of my defined style when I entered the pro market. Well, it wasn't my only style. It wasn't a style that was only for me. There were other people that had that style because that was kind of the look at the time. There weren't really a lot of props or anything. It was just very basic, classic black and white. There was another photographer in Orange County that had the same kind of look. And if you put our portfolios together, it could look very, very similar. Now I was coming from New York to California and nobody knew who I was, but when we both went to this photographer's meeting and they saw my work and her work, they were like, oh, your work is very similar. She's no longer in the business. Um, but we did work together for a very short period of time. And this is years ago. And I remember thinking that, okay, I'm gonna really just focus on this black and white work. It's classic. When people see it, they'll know it's my name. But the challenge was it wasn't really that proprietary. There was a lot of people doing it. And so if you looked up a bunch of other photographers, you'd see that same look because that was the look that was in style. So I just had to make sure that I came up with more unique posing so that my work would stand out. Because if you took five photographers in Orange County and we're all doing classic black and white work and we're all doing similar lighting, why would someone come to me versus someone else? Because now people are gonna compete against price, not style. Because they're gonna see five photographers doing the same thing in the same area and they're just gonna pick the best price, right? We do that now. When we go to buy something, we look on Amazon, right? We try to find what the best price is versus going to the store. What's cheaper? What's faster? Can I get it from Amazon tomorrow rather than getting in my car, using gas, driving across town, wasting money? Of course I'm going to do that. So your clients are going to do the same thing. Why wouldn't they? If they see multiple photographers that can give the exact same style, they are then going to shop on price. That's just the way life works. We do it, they do it, okay? So your job is what? To create a unique style that's your own that nobody can duplicate. So what I would do is I would always just try to work on my posing. I would try to do different things with maternity so it wasn't the same basic poses that everybody else was doing. Even now, there's a lot of same basic poses for maternity. So I'm continually challenging myself to come up with new posing. That's how I started adding fabrics. Gosh, it was 20 years ago I started using fabrics and they're still in style. And I started using fabrics and draping the mom and doing different things because I wanted my work to stand out. I started really working on my transitional posing with maternity so that my work would stand out. With a newborn, that takes a while. It took me a long time to really kind of get my style down. And if you look at the history of my career, my style has changed 5,000 times. And I expect it to change even more as the seasons change and 
all, everything else, the styles change. I mean, we have to stay current. And that's another thing is, if you're going to be a photographer in this modern day and age, you have to stay current. You can look at some photographer's work and maybe the props and the outfits look dated. They look they look older. They look like five years older. I'm continually cleaning up my prop stash and getting rid of old and bringing in new because I want my work to be fresh and exciting. And I don't want to keep using the same things over and over again. I look at some things I used a year ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I use it? And it was just a year ago. And, it, and it's just like our clothing in our closet. You know, every season, what do we do? We get new clothes for our closet. We try to freshen up our look. Maybe we try to lose a few pounds. Maybe we try to do something different with our hair. We want to look modern, fresh, and relevant. Well, it's the same thing with our work. And the other thing is you need to be consistent. Because here's the thing. Clients, when they're looking for photographers, what are they doing? They're just thumb scrolling on Instagram or they're looking on Facebook and they can't really tell one photographer from another unless that photographer has defined their style. If they see a baby on a beanbag, they may see the same baby on the same beanbag, but maybe a different blanket. How can they tell one photographer from another? They really can't. It's really hard to. They, they're not going to memorize the name unless there's a particular photographer's work that they keep following and following and following. 60% of my clients come from Los Angeles. I'm amazed that in any given week, every single, every single one of my clients will have driven two hours or more. And every time a client comes in and they're coming from LA, I always ask why, because there's a million photographers in Los Angeles. So I always want to know why, why did you choose me? I feel like my clients do a lot of research. You know, I'm not cheap, but I'm not really expensive either. I do raise my prices every year. I try to keep it moderate. I try to keep it affordable. Um, but I do ask why, why did you choose me? And I ask almost every single client this, sometimes in the middle of a session or when they're calling, how did you find me? And so many times my clients, especially the ones that have done their research, will say they saw my work and then they kind of saved it and then they looked around and looked around and looked around and they just kept coming back to my work. And they said something about my work they liked. And for everybody it's different. Maybe it's a dream catcher pose or maybe it's, I don't know, it could be anything that I'm doing that it's like a magnet. They were drawn to it, they loved it, and they held on to it. And so then they may say, oh, well, she's expensive or she's in Orange County, let me look around. So then they start looking around and they can't find anybody that's giving them that style that they're looking for. So then they make the drive. And it's always a lot of pressure for me because I feel like, gosh, they've driven so far and there's this great expectation and what if their baby cries the whole time and I've got to do my best work. And, you know, with that, with that consumer that's shopping for you for your style, not your price, there's a lot of expectation in there. There's a lot of, you know, they really have their hopes up and they, they want me to deliver. And, you know, I'm a human, so I can only do the best that I can do. But I definitely know that I've reached that point in my career where people are coming to me for my work. So how do you get that? How do you get people coming to you for your work and not bargaining for you with you about pricing? Now keep in mind, people still bargain with me about pricing. And I do specials all throughout the year. And I tell clients, sign up for my newsletter. I do specials, gosh, over half a dozen times a year easily. So, you know, if you can catch a special, great, but if you can't, you know, there's nothing I can do about it, especially during pregnancy and newborn when the time sensitivity is, you know, you only have a certain window of time. So you have to say, well, well how, how can I get there? How can I get people 
to call me for my style. Now, when I try to answer that question, also understand that there's no end all. There's nothing magic that's going to happen and then for the rest of your life, people are just going to call you up and pay whatever. There will always be people that want to bargain or want a discount or want to break. I mean, we are that way. That's how consumers are. So just understand that we're all human and that's never really going to go away. But it can happen where the majority of your clients will say, hey, I love you. I want you. It is probably a little bit out of my budget. I am going to have to save a little bit, but I want you and this is the price and I'm going to pay it. How can you get to that point? How can you draw that client? I think number one that I'm going to tell you is to be consistent. You have to be consistent in your work so that people can identify your style. If every time I go look at your work, whether it's on the web or on social media, you have a different type of look or a different style, it's going to be kind of hard to understand your eye and, and where you're coming from. And, you know, it's it's tough because this is the holiday season that this podcast is being recorded. So one minute we're doing holiday sessions, you know, I'm in California, the next minute I'm at the beach, the next minute I'm doing newborn, the next minute I'm doing pregnancy. And so while the genres are different and locations are different and the outfits are different, I think my lighting is consistent. I think my style is consistent. I think when I'm posting holiday images, those are consistent. My child images, my newborn Every once in a while, I may throw something out there that's very different, and maybe that will be a new style that I'm exploring. And then if that's the case and I'm getting a great response, then I have to explore that style. But my point is that you want to be consistent in your work. The exposure, the lighting, um, there has to be some consistency to it, especially if you're specializing in something. There's a dancer photographer that I follow and her work is flawless and every time she pops up on my screen I know exactly that this is her work. Maybe a different color background, maybe a different dancer, but I know it's her work. The style is 100% consistent and these are dancers flying in the air. So lighting is going to be a little bit different, backgrounds are going to be different, movement, flow, yet the energy, the synergy of her work is all the same. I know it's her work. And so you want people to look at your portfolio and say, oh, I know who that is and I have to call her. So what is it that you offer that's a little bit different? If you were to put your images next to a bunch of other people and be careful because we all know comparison is the thief of joy. So I'm not asking you to just go down this rabbit hole of doom and start comparing yourself to everybody and then you, next thing you know you end up hating yourself and you think you're terrible and blah, 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 blah. That's not what I'm asking. I'm just saying in general, if you were to throw your work on a table with a bunch of other photographers, would I be able to see your style? Is it consistent? And you can kind of play a little game. You can pull out your five favorite images, print them out or put them in a folder and ask somebody else to look at those five images and ask them, do you think that there is some consistency to this work? Do you think that these five images represent me, represent my brand? If you saw them on a billboard, would you know it's my work? What is the commonality between these five images and what is it about these five images that shows consistency and would allow you to say it's my work? And you kind of have to do it with somebody else that's a little bit more objective. And you know, I've done this before and you know, my husband may say, well, this one doesn't belong. You know, which one is not like the other? You know, play those games. You know, he'll say, well, these are good, but this one doesn't belong, so you should get rid of that. It's kind of like submitting your portfolio for a review or entering competitions. You wanna pull out your top five images, and then you kind of start narrowing them down. 
of those five images, you want to pick one image that is consistently drawn, uh, consistently drawing people in. It's that image that people look at and go, oh, I just love it. You just nailed that image. And that's something that if you don't have it, you want to strive towards. I know there's been different points in my career where I've done something that I've sat back and go, gosh, I love that. I love that look. I need to do more of that look. And so it's 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 opening up your eyes too, because maybe when you look at these five images, if there's not an image that jumps out at you, well, then maybe we need to go and do some creative shooting and find something that you're really passionate about that you can really say it's your style. If there is one image that you go, oh gosh, wow, I just love this image. I love the lighting. I love the look. It's definitely me. Maybe it just was happenstance. Maybe it was just something that happened and you don't even know how it happened, but it's drawing you in, which is gonna draw other people in, and maybe you need to find a way to go back and create that piece of work. I remember when I started doing nudes for pregnancy, they weren't that great. And then there was one that was just amazing, and I would stare at it over and over and over again. I go, gosh, why do I love this image? It's the angle, it's the lighting, I was up on a ladder. I just loved everything about it. So I would just kind of make some mental notes so that when I had other clients, I would say, gosh, if this client is gonna do nude, I'm gonna to try to do that. Now it definitely, you know, definitely depends on the subject. If you have an open and willing subject that allows you to explore and be more creative with art, that's that's gonna make all the difference. And so sometimes when I get a really good idea or I really like something, it may be a while before I can recreate it or kind of find that unique opportunity again. Um, but it will draw people in. And so if it's drawing you in, that means it's gonna draw other people in. And is there an image that you can say, and I'm just looking for one out of these five. This, this is my work, this is what I'm proud of, this is what I love. Now create a body of work around that. You want your style to be consistent, and most importantly, you want it to be unique. What can you do about your work that's just a little bit different? something that's just a little bit different that makes you unique that only you can shoot and have the talent for and I'm not saying use a particular action or an overlay because anybody can buy those and copy those and so sometimes that does happen people will find something what they think is super unique but maybe it was using an overlay or maybe it was using a texture or something and then next thing you know a thousand other people are doing it and then all of a sudden you're bummed and you're like well that's not so unique anymore well, that's life. I mean, goodness, I've been designing maternity gowns for 15 years and every gown I've ever designed that I thought was unique has been copied. So then I'll look and I'll be like, oh, well, that stinks. I really worked hard on creating something unique and different and now it's like copied everywhere. So then what do I do? I say, okay, I'm gonna go do something new or I'm gonna find new fabrics or I'm gonna focus on something else that maybe no one else can duplicate or they're gonna have a hard time duplicating. So that's what you have to do. There's going to be people that copy you. There's, there's especially if you're good and you have a unique style and talent. There, there's nothing you can do about that. But the great news is nobody can copy you identical. Even if I put two photographers in the same room with the same subject and the same lighting and the same gown, it's never gonna be exactly the same. And I know this because I teach workshops and I have students all shooting the same subject and then they go to post-process and they all show me five completely different images. And that's what I love about teaching is I can show my techniques and show my lighting and show posing, but you can't duplicate how I shoot exactly because we all have two different eyes. So you've gotta remain true to your style. You want people calling you up because of you, because of that unique talent that you have that only you can bring to the table. 
And that's what you want. And so if you're getting people that are continually calling, competing about price, then you might want to look at your work. And if your work looks a little too general, a little too like everybody else, it's time to step it up a little bit. It's time to make it a little bit different, a little bit more unique. So the next time somebody calls you, they call because they want you. I'm Anna Brandt, and I hope this podcast gives you a little bit more insight of how we can determine our style so that it doesn't affect the price. I will see you next time.